Salam everyone. Thank you for joining in. It is Myth Busting Monday and we are looking at the myth about talking about our problems. So the whole problem focus in relationships. And I know that myself and I'm sure that all of you yourselves uh, have more than likely suffered from the concept of well I've got a problem happening and I need to talk about it um, immediately. Hi Mads, how are you going? Thank you for joining. So Myth Busting Monday. No, we do not actually have to talk about our problems in, in that we're having in our relationships. So this whole notion that a successful relationship is one where we are looking at what the problems are and bringing them up and talking about them and trying to solve them in order to have a better relationship. Hello Melinda, thank you for joining me. So the myth out there is that isn't it, isn't it best to deal with problems by discussing them when they come up? Because surely if I see a problem um, I need to tell I need to tell my, my, my partner or who are, and this is all relationships not just um, relationships with our spouse or partner but I will talk about it in that context for the moment because it's just easier to stick to one context but this is any relationship that we're having it could be with our parent it could be with our children it could be with a co-worker or a friend any relationship this applies this notion that if you see a problem that you need to say something about it you need to point it out because if you don't point out the problem when you see it you're going to be filled with resentment uh, and the only way to get rid of that resentment is to point out the problem so that they fix it this tends to be the very common approach that we all have fallen into in our relationships and the thing is it's not true oh you might be going hang on no but if I don't talk about a problem then how in the world is anything going to be solved um, oh my god you might be in shock thinking that I might be suggesting that that if some issue is there um, that I'm suggesting you ignore it uh, and it'll go away um, and so I want to let you all know that this is not what I'm talking about so bear with me and I'll walk you through very quickly why pointing out the problems isn't actually the answer and so yes relationships indeed uh, require that we <clears throat> talk about things that come up because we are two separate individuals in a relationship and we have our own realities in that relationship and therefore there will come times where there is a misunderstanding um, and where closeness and building trust the relationship requires um, communication so we're not talking about not having communication but we're actually and here's the hint talking about the quality of the communication so here's the thing problems don't exist as problems issues may well need to be addressed 
situations may require that we uh, come to find a, a mutually um, appealing solution in the outside world. But the notion of problems only exist in our thinking. Problems are the, the problems, the focus on the notion of a problem is coming from our thinking. It's coming from insecure thinking. We see a situation, situations and people outside of us are in fact neutral. It is how we see it that gives the quality of that person or that situation. So again, not saying that things don't need to be handled. Indeed there are. And I'm also not saying that there are not that, that, that some situations or some people may behave in ways that could be oppressive or unjust. So again, when we know we're seeing this in our environment now, we are seeing this in the news now, we are dealing with the raising of awareness of issues to do with oppression of, of African-American people and other people of color around the world. We are seeing that. So not saying that the uh, situations don't exist, we live in a physical world, they exist. But how we approach what they are and how we come to a solution for them, that's the, that's the fine distinction between coming at something from a problem and a problem based on our insecure ego driven thinking as opposed to seeing opportunities for solution, opportunities for closeness to be created between people and groups, that comes from our heart-centered wisdom. Though that approach does not come, those solutions do not come from the ego-created, naps-created, insecure thinking. God speaks to us through our inner wisdom, through our heart-centered wisdom. So in fact, finding solutions to situations that may need to be addressed in our personal relationships, in our global relationships, they do not come from our limited thinking. Our limited thinking is indeed limited. We have our own realities. We are not able to see the intentions of others, we are not able to experience the experience of others. We simply do not have all that information. We are not God. God is God. God is able to see everything we cannot. But what is beautiful about our existence is that we are spiritual beings in physical bodies. And it's our spiritual being that is connected to universe it connects us to each other and it connects us to God and our spiritual being in fact is love it's unconditional love so our default setting is in fact unconditional love when we are experiencing and seeing through the lens of problem with people we are in fact obscuring what is our default setting because our ego has kicked in.
we can see that through the world. We can see that in the case of Black Lives Matters at the moment, we can see that the problematic behavior and attitudes of others is based on thinking, ego thinking and judgment and, and, and categorizing and all that kind of limiting thinking that uh, obscures the ability to just experience the person in front of you as another living being who has every right to be in this world as they are, as another spiritual being who is connected to you through spirit and connected to the universe with that. And when we are obscuring ourselves from accessing what is natively there, what is innately there, then this is the problem, this is where problems arise. And so naturally if we're seeking solutions in our relationships that are aimed at bringing closeness, because surely that's the solution, if we are upset with uh, in, in a relationship with someone, it is the goal at the end of it, the goal is to bring closeness. We cannot possibly experience closeness to another person if we are looking at them and looking at ourselves and looking at the interaction through the lens of a problem. When we look at it through the lens of a problem, we then find ourselves getting caught with thinking about a solution. And as I've pointed out, our thinking is limited at best. It's certainly not accurate. The emotions that arise because of our, our limited thinking also do not reflect reality around us. They do not, they, our emotions do not tell us anything about the other person or the situation. Emotions simply tell us about the quality of the thought that we're having about the person or the situation at that present moment. So naturally, if the thinking is insecure and based on that ego kind of uh, grasping or avoiding, because that's what ego and naps do, uh, it's all about getting or pulling away from, then if that's what we're caught in, then the emotions that arise, arise because of that. And so how does this all play itself out? Well, in, in, in a practical kind of way. Well, say for instance, in your marriage, maybe um, money is an issue. Maybe both of you have come into your marriage um, with money and the getting of it and the spending of it as problem but there could be another couple for who for whom money as itself is not actually a problem and for them when they have it they spend it and when they don't have it they don't spend it and they may have discussions about um, how to spend money or how to make money but because the concept of money is not uh, based on any insecure thinking uh, then when they have those discussions about money, uh, they don't have big emotions, negative emotions, insecure emotions arising. And so they just, they, they just go about the uh, act of living 
and the issues related to money resolve themselves just in the course of living and it's not a problem whereas for another couple uh, maybe both uh, one or both of them maybe they came from they they come with a story in their head about based on the experiences they've had and the stories that they've created on those experiences that means that their their relationship with money is insecure their relationship with money might fill them with anxiety they may struggle with uh, a sense of lack uh, and fear around money and have difficult thinking around the issue of money so then in the course of a normal relationship uh, in, in, in the discussion of how to make money how to spend money the thought of having that kind of conversation is seen as anxiety producing and so any kind of discussion around the issue of money then becomes very emotional and just further reinforces that anxiety and then they see it as a problem and they approach it as a problem and they are getting stuck in here in the thinking around it uh, and attaching more layers and story of problem but can you see that the issue itself money is not the problem because you had two different couples having the same topic in their marriage but approaching it very differently but when you see something as a problem you are not open to uh, a mutually um, positive regard towards the other person towards yourself that opens up the ability to have to see solutions that are coming not from your thinking but from the inner wisdom because what connects us and connects us to the universe and connects us to God is infinite and it's love and it opens us up to whatever solution and God promises us that he says he's never going to give us anything more than we can handle well that isn't coming from our thinking that's coming from our wisdom of being in the present moment and so when we feel like we have big problems and we need to talk about them all that we are successfully doing in that is getting stuck in our head we're getting stuck in our ego stuck in our nafs and stuck in that problem problem focus and we're not actually opening ourselves up in the present moment to the to the beautiful wisdom that will be available to us that brings us closer to the person that we are interacting with in order to find uh, a, a solution to an issue that may may well be present often often issues aren't issues often things that we think of issues are not actually really issues if we take a step back and can realize securely within ourselves that the other person has their own reality and their reality does not negate our reality and neither does ours theirs and that we can all live uh, with unconditional love of each other's diversity without actually needing to justify or defend there's nothing to defend and I love that when we see that when we truly not see intellectually but see feel it know it in the core of our being that there is nothing in this life to defend 
because what is God? What is God given in the the, the beautiful nature of our unconditional love does not give rise to need for defending, because it just is. Whenever we feel that we need to defend something, it is simply our ego. And when Alice Panotala says, take a indeed, take a stand against uh, situations and actions that are unjust or oppressive, when we approach that, when we approach injustice, when we approach oppression and harm from a position of unconditional love, and that's unconditional love for those causing the harm, because the reality is all of us have the connection to the universe, to each other and to God through our innate spirit of unconditional love. It is our thinking that obstructs us from it. And if someone is having problematic behavior, they have problematic emotions based on their problematic thinking, which means that they are not accessing what is their innate default setting. If anything, that it should arise in us uh, a compassion and, and, a, and, a, and a sadness for them because how sad for someone to not be accessing what is innately within them the thing that brings us that nature that mind that connects us to God and the universe and to each other how sad it is for them to not access that now countering someone else's even oppressive behavior uh, with hate that's not going to solve anything. If again, if the solution, if the ultimate solution is to bring people together in, in, and increase the closeness, then responding to hate with hate simply doesn't work. Responding to hate with criticism and judgment and, and defensiveness doesn't work. And so if that doesn't work in, in larger group setting, it certainly doesn't work in our marriages. And so that's a very quick, very quick look at why bringing up problems doesn't actually solve anything. And it certainly does not help a relationship bring uh, each other together. Does anyone have any question or insight? Is it safe to say that it's okay to enjoy your partner for the moment versus having to solve it? Yes, absolutely. And that's it. Absolutely, Melinda, thank you for, for, for that wonderful insight. And that is absolutely it. See, here's the beautiful thing. In the given moment, when we, when we choose to access in the present, see, we access our heart space by not thinking about the past and not worrying about the future. That by default is the present moment. Our present moment is our access to our innate spirit. Our innate spirit is unconditional love. So naturally, if you are in the present moment, open from your heart to the people around you and the situation that is happening, then you are open joyfully and eagerly and enthusiastically to accept whatever's in front of you in the best possible way with the best possible uh, feeling. We, however, are spirit beings in flesh bodies. So God in his infinite wisdom has decided that we are in a flesh vehicle that um, 
its mechanics means that we don't always have 24-7 access to mind, the universe and that, that energetic connection. We don't always have access. We will get caught in our head and that uh, ego thinking that, that categorizes and sees good and bad and all the rest of it. That It's natural. We do it. They'll do it. Everyone does it. It's just the way it is. But if you don't get caught in the story in your head about the thought and feeling that arises and thought and emotion that arises, if you don't get caught in a story, then you find yourself letting go of the past memories and not worrying and not bringing up stories in your head about a future that you don't know. And then you're in the moment and you're in the moment handling what is in the moment. And that thing in the moment may well be a trial and a test. So again, not saying that uh, it's very different to uh, other modalities that kind of have you trying to uh, artificially put uh, a layer of positivity on everything. I'm not saying that. We have loss. God tells us that we'll have loss. God tells us that we will have trials. We do. We can see around us that injustice and oppression happens. I've come out of two abusive marriages, so believe me, I'm not at all trying to say, like some of the sheikhs, have supper, go pray, sit in the corner and don't say anything. Believe me, I'm the last person in the universe to ever say that. But what I am saying is the suffering of the suffering, the suffering of the trials, that's that suffering, that's our ego thinking, that's our problem thinking. And that's not where the solutions come from to handle what's ever in front of us. Uh, when God says that he, he won't give us any more than we can handle, it's not through our limited thinking that he's talking. He's talking from the present moment and the spacious, uh, eternal uh, connectedness that is our unconditional love. He's talking from there. He's not talking from this. This this gets us only so far. We do need a brain, thank you know, it helps us breathe and walk around, and indeed it gives us the ability to get some knowledge and it gives us the ability to have this kind of conversation of reflection. So a humdulillah for the brain, but it's not the source of world solution. Uh, and at the end of end of it all is willingness and faith. A willingness to be open and to correct and that takes courage so a willingness to courageously open one's heart to people that you are interacting with uh, a willingness to and a humility to come out of the ego thinking and drop what you think should must ought to happen and it takes faith it takes faith to let go of the control that come that, that we have that, that comes from thinking that the solution is in our head and based on our effort and based on our thinking it takes faith to drop into our present centered heart wisdom in order to respond to whatever is in front of us at that time in the best way that we can how does one move forward? What do you do if every time you see your partner it feels as if you need to resolve whatever situation um, uh, in that un unresolved moment, feeling like you can't move forward? 
beautiful question. Look what it, again, it's patience. It's patience and compassion with yourself and forgiveness for yourself because thoughts arise. We can't control the thoughts that arise. We also can't control the emotions that arise as a result of a thought. We have about 15 thoughts a second, probably more, but on average, 15 thoughts a second. Some thoughts we are aware of, other thoughts we're not. The thought happens, an emotion happens, but what we do have control over is the story uh, that we continue that that we focus on that thought and we can and we can start down that road indeed a thought can pop in you and you, you find yourself here and seeing your partner doing something and going into a habitual state of criticism but you can catch yourself you can catch yourself in that moment you can take a deep breath in that moment like say for instance you're watching, you're watching a movie, right? You're watching a movie, you're watching it and a thought pops in your head. It could be um, that you've got to go do something or what have you, or you forgot to put something on the grocery list or something, you know, whatever the thought is. It could also be a thought that might be a sad thought. I mean, you know, the quality of the thought is not important, but a thought has popped into your head and you are able in, your, in the movie to, you know push that thought aside and tell yourself no I'll deal with that later I'm watching this movie and you get back to it and you watch the movie we all know we can do it in Salah we all we all know that when we're in meditation and prayer that we get distracted with a million things uh, and that we bring ourselves back to what we're doing in the present moment which is to be in relationship with God with an open heart and joy uh, that, that that's the aim uh, I hope inshallah for, for Salah and meditation and that is to to be open uh, to in that present moment to our, our, um, our unconditional love so when a thought pops in our head we we simply catch it and we go oh okay I'm thinking something and we just we we, we find ourselves bringing our mind back to the present moment and dismissing it well this is the same it's it's funny we we, we seem to have an idea uh, a lot of it's coming from you know romantic movies and romantic movies and society and that but we seem to have this uh, idea that if we've got a difficult fit, emotion coming out like anger or hurt or resentment that that's somehow really important and must be dealt with um, and we seem to also have this notion that if we've got um, a critical thought coming that we must that it's really important and we must deal with it and yet we dismiss the we dismiss the the positive emotions and and the, and the happy thoughts um, somehow it's not being quite as important to deal with and it's simply not true so if you are looking at your partner uh, for a moment and they and finding yourself looking at them and um, experiencing critical thinking and having you know difficult feelings about them take a deep breath and distract yourself think of, actively think of something lovely about them look at them again not from your head but from your heart simply their existence is enough 
your existence is enough our Lord put us on this earth that is the gift it's a gift to the universe we have by right of existence we are we are all enough it's only our thinking it's only our ego that tells us we're not enough but we are we are spirit beings in flesh bodies so when we're looking at the other person um, and we're not seeing their magnificence that is them just by their existence because they are because we are well that's our ego and we can you know we can we can distract ourselves we can let that go and get back to the present moment of being experiencing love of that person that unconditional positive regard of that person again if there is an issue to be dealt with what better way to deal with an issue than one from a space of unconditional positive regard for the other person and their right to exist and their right to have their their story um, and also being uh, loving and unconditional of yourself and your own faults and your own story and your own experience uh, this is also what happens is if uh, for many of us if we are seeing problem with another person it's because we see problem with ourselves we are judgmental of other people because we feel we have to defend our ego and our story and this we don't really have to I mean first of all it's illusory anyways there's nothing to defend and we and, and it's and our story in our head is not um, the validation of our existence in this world at this time because our existence is granted by God and if he thinks we're you know worth existing then surely we are and we have some we, we are all connected and this is what's so beautiful I love approaching all my relationships now from that this doesn't mean that I mean like so this doesn't mean that I'm, I'm floating on some golden cloud you know um, as I said I'm, I'm still confined by my flesh body and the mechanics of it and I still get caught in thinking um, that is insecure uh, I, I still have moments in my relationships with my family and that that um, I can find myself getting uh, falling into habitual kind habitual thinking uh, that maybe they've said something uh, you know that and, and what they said in that email or on that phone call was um, you know you know was them being critical <clears throat> And then, and then running a whole story in my head about well, they were critical because there's something wrong with me and this, that, and the other, and laying a whole bunch of assumption about why they said what they said and all the rest of it, and then getting um, really defensive, and then getting a whole story in my head about how I will have to now solve this thing and deal with it, um, and. I have that happening and then I see it though I see it now and that's the difference this is now the difference with 18 months now the inside out paradigm um, uh, perspective and how it has uh, trickled through 
all my life now and, and my perception of things and my relationships is that even though I will still have moments where I get stuck in that ego thinking, in that naps thinking, uh, I, I see it a lot faster. And I also respond to it with a lot more compassion and good humor towards myself and them, but mainly towards myself. Because the thing is that when you do catch yourself, you know, in that crummy thinking, um, it's not that you should whip yourself afterwards because it is just how it is. We slip in and out of it. We're not always going to see with our heart-centered wisdom and that's just the way it is. And so you just gotta be patient with yourself with everyone else because if we're doing it they they're doing it you know and you can just guarantee honestly no matter what the relationship is no matter what the situation is in front of you if the other person is exhibiting problematic behavior uh, it's because they have problematic emotion coming from their problematic thinking and the only reasonable response to that to find any solution that will bring us closer together is a solution based on unconditional love not based on seeing a problem that you've got to fix and i mean you know if you start bringing up problems say you've got this problem that problem there we're, we're all pretty much the same we don't hear it if someone comes to you and says you've got this problem that problem there you need to fix this that and the other Honestly, do you really hear it or do you get kind of defensive and yeah, but? Honestly, I mean, I know I do and I'm, I think it's kind of the default response. If you feel it, if you're perceiving that you are being attacked, then you defend. That's not the answer. So if you want a close and loving relationship with whoever you're with, be it your family, your friends, your spouse, your kids, your parents, whatever the relationship, if you want it to be uh, close and for you to be able to calmly create, find solutions to any issue that may arise, pointing out problems and, and connecting to difficult emotions and feeding into insecurities is not going to be the answer. And that's, that's it. In a nutshell, in a very nutshell. Now how I work mentoring is that, as I said, we sometimes see things and we sometimes don't. And so how I work with in the mentoring aspect is that when we are stuck, which we will be, uh, I'm here to support in opening your eyes to accessing in the present moment your already innate existent um, unconditional love for yourself and for the people that you're in, interacting with and communicating with. And so that's the point. We always need that reminder because that's the nature of existence. <laughs>